Right. Hi, everybody. How are you? You'll, you'll find out what light bulbs have got to do with things a little later on. Um, has anybody managed to find some courage that you didn't think you had this week? Do you remember we were talking about courage? Has anybody? Brilliant. Well, that's great. That means at least... We're, uh, we're working a little bit, aren't we? It's working what we're doing. Um, so anyway, tonight, before we get on to the subject, just want to tell you, for those who don't know, that um, Amy Hamilton stroke Buttle <laughs> um, gave birth on Friday to a little boy. His name is Axel Rio. So for those who haven't been in the chain of uh, information, everything's well and the work now begins. So it's great, isn't it, to have a, a new member of our Q family. Awesome. Uh, okay, so to, tonight we're on a quest for wholeness. Now, I don't know about you, it's, a, it's quite a, a subject matter, this, and uh, we're going to tackle it because that's what we do here at Q, and we're going to have many different ways of interpreting it and looking at it because we're all so different that we'll all have a, 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 um, you know, a different view on it. But what's really interested that, interesting that if I said to you guys, how many of you feel that you are whole? A lot of you might actually say, no, I don't feel very whole in myself because of certain things uh, that have happened to me in life. Um, and what we tend to do is find that the opposite of wholeness is like a, a type of brokenness. And we go through life feeling, well, if I'm not whole, I must be broken. And yet the truth is there is a wholeness that we can all have, which doesn't mean that we live in perfection or without troubles, but we can have a sense of wholeness in it all. And we're going to talk a, a lot about that uh, tonight. You see, the problem with when we feel that we are broken, uh, we can get the idea that we are worthless and therefore discardable because that's what we do with broken things. Now, there's other people who are brilliant with broken things like Dave Craven. He takes it into his garage and I'll tell you what, he's a brilliant fixer and that's fantastic. So some of us don't have as much uh, fear of broken things because we have some great people who can fix things. But what happens if you feel or you've been brought up to believe that broken things are discardable, then we have a, a, a problem. So here's, for me, a, 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 an issue. When um, I was being brought up, religion always seemed to be telling me all the time that I was broken. And there was always something that I had to do greater in order to get fixed. And so it, it became quite a problem for me. And it's over the last few years that I've had quite a revelation that actually I'm not broken at all. Now, there are things that happen in our lives that wound us and we can feel broken because of that. But maybe it's the feeling that needs to be fixed rather than the fact uh, that we're broken. And sometimes it's just a matter of circuitry that uh, life has done things that... Uh, somehow break that circuit. And um, there's a common phrase, isn't there, that um, uh, we're all wired differently. Now, that's a little bit like what we're talking about. If we wired differently, uh, then there can also be things that go wrong, which make us feel that the circuit uh, has got broken. There's also a, a little illustration of like a, a kink in a hose pipe. Who's ever tried to water the garden and you've turned on the tap and you suddenly realise nothing's coming out of the end. Now, here's the issue. 
the water was there, the pipe was there, but somehow there's a problem. And all it was is a kink. And you straighten out that kink and you've got this wonderful flow uh, of, of the water going. And it's the same uh, with us. We can actually feel as though we're broken, but it's just a kink in the pipe. And if we can straighten out that pipe, uh, then we're able to get that wonderful circuit going again. I like the song of Pink. Uh, that uh, came out a while back, and she sung the chorus, we're not broken, we're just bent, and we can learn to love again. It's often when we've experienced things that have made us feel unloved that ultimately we feel very bent and we then withdraw, but we can learn to love again. So Anne's going to be helping us tonight uh, to untangle or to unbend or reconnect, whichever word you want to look at, or to find the switch that basically just switches on the the release of the power in order that... um you can uh, find that wonderful flow in your life and find wholeness. Um, And he's also going to show us how gratitude and not gratefulness. Now, you might say, what's the difference? You're in for a great treat there. But gratitude is an essential ingredient uh, for us to be whole. And I hope you're ready to hear and receive this tonight. So we're going to start by singing uh, the song that we brought last week. We hope you maybe have uh, remembered it a little bit. Because when all said and done, there's so much going on around us that's telling us one thing, when actually we ought to be believing something else. So we're going to sing this and then get on the quest for wholeness. Are you ready to come with us? Good. Great stuff. You'll see how that pans out uh, a bit later as we get through what we will talk about tonight. Now, Um, There's a wonderful story in the Bible that um, addresses the question of wholeness in an amazing way, and uh, I think it offers a solution. And I just want to read you these few verses, because it's a real interesting little portion of, um, of story. In Luke chapter 17, it says, Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee, and as he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. And they stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan, an outsider, a perceived foreigner. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed or healed? And where are the other nine? Was no one found to return to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you whole. There's there's a lot of nuance in these few verses, which is why I wanted to read them to you, because at, at the end of the day, the actual story here is not about people with leprosy getting healed. Because the point is not about healing a perceived or obvious problem. In fact, it's interesting that it talks about 10 lepers and uh, nine of them got healed and one of them came back as a result of that or in spite of that or maybe that was just part of his journey. Now, now the interesting thing is what is the terminology that we use to show that somebody is complete and succeeded? We say you got what out of what? We give that 
10 out of 10. Why don't we say we give that 18 out of 18 or 15 out of 15? It's because the number 10 historically has been the number that's not just randomly picked in Western culture, but it's been the number in all cultures that has been the indicator of something called wholeness. You got the whole thing. It's 10 out of 10. So whenever you see in the Bible, and we had another story the other week about a woman who had 10 coins on a on, a, on a, a dowry headdress for the marriage that lost one and only had nine and needed to look for the other because completeness and wholeness are, are very, very in, important. But the question would be, what does wholeness fix that healing doesn't? Because the point of this story is 10 of them were sent as lepers who were untouchables. There was no cure. So it relates to all of you who think nothing can fix me, right? There's some of you out there, I know you, I know who some of you are. Some of you think nothing can fix me. That's why lepers are the point of the story because it reaches all the way back to every one of you says, but nothing can fix me. Nothing could fix leprosy. It made you a pariah in society. And the whole business of going to show yourselves to the priest was the fact that only a priest could pronounce you clean, but even the word of the priest was not enough to bring wholeness. Listen, don't make me your guru because even the word of the guru is not enough to bring you wholeness any more than the word of the priest was. Now, the priest might bring you healing, but the issue is there's a difference between healing and wholeness. And we have to understand that. Wholeness fixes the person above, within, and beyond the problem. Healing only fixes the problem. But we're monkeys for when we get a problem fixed either then doubting the problem was fixed or creating the same problem over and over again. But wholeness fixes you above, within and beyond the problem. Wholeness is brokenness owned and therefore healed was the slide that we put up. I would partially agree, even though we put it up there. I would say, would it not be more accurate to say brokenness owned is the beginning of the possibility of not just brokenness healed, but a person made whole. That's our heart. So gratitude is used in the desire to experience wholeness because the one who came back who was grateful was the one who Jesus said, your faith has made you not healed, but your faith has made you whole. Our objective tonight is to get you to understand how you can become completely whole as a person. I made a note of this, someone wrote it. I won't, doesn't matter who, but here's what this person said. I am grateful that in my own pilgrimage, I moved on to see gratitude as something much more than a despised obligation. See, some of you are going to force your gratitude because of what's said tonight, but that will be a despised obligation and it doesn't count because it's not really gratitude. I learned from some wise people that gratitude is actually a form of strategic human wisdom. For in the face of genuine ambiguity, when life becomes rather fuzzy, which is about every day, I discovered that the most creative thing a person can do is to focus on the things for which to be grateful and let that be a source of energy for facing all the rest of the challenges. So, one other little thing I want to raise. Gratitude or gratefulness. See, we think of gratitude and gratefulness as just being two words that describe 
the same thing. But I would say they're not the same thing for this reason. The two words have a totally different impact on the mind and on the psyche. You see, one focuses on fullness, great fullness, making it a response to something being fulfilled. So gratefulness simply says, if my need was met, if what I wanted is fulfilled, then I will be grateful, I will show great fullness for the fullness that I have experienced. But you see, the other one, gratitude, focuses on attitude and not fullness. See, one focuses on what you hope would be the end. The other one connects you to the beginning. One says you can't have this unless you experience fullness. The other one says you can create the fullness by having the right attitude. So is it gratefulness or gratitude? I want you to go away from here tonight with a tremendous sense of gratitude. One responds to the challenges of life. The other invites life to respond to it. See, gratefulness responds to the challenges of life. Oh, that worked out okay, I'm very grateful. But gratitude says, okay, life, you respond to this. See, that's why the Apostle Paul says, in all things, not for all things, give thanks, but in all things, give thanks, because there's something about God in that that's very powerful that throws down the gauntlet and says, this is my attitude, life, you respond to that. So the question is, which did the leper have? Gratefulness or gratitude? See, gratitude comes back to something we said last week when we talked about King David. I used to. That's what gratitude is. I used to. My attitude has completely changed. And is is gratitude then the switch that turns on the light which shines as wholeness? One of the things that came up with uh, uh, Claire and Kelly is the fact that things don't just happen. <laughs> things happen because people make things happen. And uh, everybody loves things to happen and everybody loves what's happening. But for those things to be happening so you can love them, they have to be empowered to happen, which needs you, which needs people. If you're not involved in any area, we'd love your help. Please let us know. We'll get you hot in. Okay. I have here... A light bulb. It is not broken. However, it is not lit up. This light bulb is totally complete. And yet something is missing. How can it be totally complete? And yet something be missing? As it stands, it's just a bulb. It's not a light bulb. It's just a bulb. It's complete, but something's missing. As it stands tonight, many of you are just human. Not human being, just human. Because the truth is, you're not being. 
You're not being who you were made to be. You're not being who you are equipped to be. You're not being the complete thing that you are supposed to be. And if you don't recover your beingness, you will be just human. The sad thing is, I can tell you, you are complete. But something's missing. If something doesn't happen to this light bulb, it will just be a bulb. And you would be incorrect to call it a light bulb. Just call it a bulb. See, being on a quest for wholeness would, by its very definition, seem to suggest that we are personally incomplete as people. The problem is that that tends to lead us to striving. And we strive for the wrong things because when we're striving, that leads to stress. And stress leads to distress. And distress leads to inaccurate conclusions about ourselves and the world around us. And it all started because we thought somehow we had to strive for this thing called wholeness. And we didn't understand how to let the wholeness, the completeness that is in us, begin to work. Now I also have to say in all that we've said, gratitude doesn't make us whole. It's what gratitude connects us to that makes us whole. You see, that's just a bulb. If it goes in here, it's still a bulb. However, now it's a light bulb. Bulb, light bulb. Bulb, light bulb. Nothing needed to be added or taken away in all reality for the bulb to become a light bulb. But you see, life is about connections. And the problem is, when we do not appreciate the connections of life, we lose the power of life. I used to sing the song, your knee bone's connected to your thigh bone and your thigh bone's connected to your hip bone and your hip bone's connected to your backbone. If that wasn't the case, you would just be a heap on the floor. Your heart's connected to your veins, which are connected to your lungs, which are connected to your kidney, which are connected to your liver, which are connected to all the organs of your body so that you become functioning. Now, here's the issue, spirituality is not a separate thing from living. Spirituality is part of living. But the difference between understanding that is bulb, light bulb. Bulb, light bulb. Being, human being. Healed, whole. Complete, whole. That's the secret. So in this little illustration, what I want you to understand is that gratitude will not make you whole, but gratitude connects you to what will make you whole. Now, there's something amazing going on here, which I absolutely love. It's called electricity. And electricity is something you can't touch, smell, look at. It comes from a source and that source has to have an unbroken connection 
And when there is a connection to the source, all the power that is in the source flows into the thing that is connected to the power. Gratitude in our lives connects us to the power that is God, which is why earlier on we had a thing up there that says he has given us everything that we need for life and godliness that uses a phrase through our knowledge of him. Now, let me just give you a little Bible word lesson just very briefly. When you read the word know in the Bible, it does not mean just head knowledge. In the Bible, there were some strange terms which I grew up with and, and it talks about, and he knew her, which is not saying he was familiar with the name of this girl in a way that he may text her later on. Biblical knowing was the intimate sexual act. It, it is a word of intimacy that says this is more than just an idea up here, it's a connection in here. So, so when it says through our knowledge of him, it, it's not talking about a head knowledge of there might be a God and there might be a Jesus. It's saying if you can connect to the whole concept of the life of God flowing into the world and flowing into you, that unseen thing that is just part of something that's there that you can't see but it exists and it's real but when you connect something happens and the bulb changes from bulb to light bulb the human changes from human to human being why because there is a wholeness that comes when that connection is made now I believe in our lives to be human beings gratitude is what makes the difference gratitude is what connects us to that thing that flows throughout the world, which is the love, the life, the power of God, the divine, the, the essence that gives life to all things. It connects us to know that. And that's where, for me, Jesus is important to me because he's like, for me, Jesus is like that little socket there that I can connect to that allows me to get the full power of the whole thing. But it is gratitude that changes everything. The, the spiritual guru, Rumi, and some of you say, why are we talking about spiritual gurus? Because some of them had some really good things to say. Rumi was a, was a guy who lived in the 13th century and he said this, he said, if you're only going to pray one prayer a day, make it thank you. See, there was a wisdom there because how often are our prayers all about the stuff that's troubling us, that's bothering us. And so instead of it being gratitude, it becomes gratefulness because our prayers are saying, if I get the fullness, then I'll give the grat. And you can be great on that fullness. But you see, when that changes, our attitude becomes gratitude. Our attitude has changed to say there is a point of connection here that is important and my gratitude is the critical element in that that connects me to that wholeness. One last thing, I was kind of taught I think, I don't know, I've moved so far now, I think I was taught it but, but the implication was to me that this thing in the Bible called repentance was something you had to do to get forgiven. There we are, there's the striving that produces stress, that produces distress, that then, that then distorts our understanding of the circumstances of life. But you see, 
The truth of reality is, is you don't repent, which means change your mind or get a different attitude. You don't repent to be forgiven. You repent because you are forgiven. Repentance is a response to forgiveness already given, power already provided, opportunity already made clear. The thing that changes the bulb to light bulb, the human to human being, is the thing that transforms that. Because what we do tonight is we come with gratitude. Repentance is a gratitude that says, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's okay, I'm okay, and it's going to be okay. That's called the life of God flowing into a human being that makes us one, and that divine connection allows us to be who we were always supposed to be. So I want to pray a little prayer just before we finish this section. And I want you to pray it, if you mean it. Not, not out of a kind of resentful manipulation. Okay, then if I've got to be grateful, I'll be grateful. I mean out of a, a genuine heart that says, God, I, 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 want to connect, I want that power that flows from you that makes me whole. I want to be a whole person. But, but, I, but I want to make that connection and that, know that that connection is gratitude. I want you to say, God, I'm, I, am, I am grateful that I'm alive. I'm grateful for who I am. I'm grateful for all the things that are happening around me. I'm grateful that there is purpose. I'm grateful that there is more than I can see. I'm grateful that you have promised wholeness to me. And tonight I'm not just looking for healing, I'm looking to be whole. So I'm grateful that you have reached out so that I can go from 9 out of 10 to 10 out of 10. And I receive that tonight in Jesus' name. Let your gratitude overflow and your humanity will explode and your spirituality will make sense and God will become real in the personal context of your life because Jesus said, let your light so shine don't hide it under a bushel. It's what Jesus was all about. This gratitude connects you and your light will so shine to you and to others.